0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: I was just saying, uh, like, he was washed. He was going to miss it, let his country down. He sucks. He's slow. You know, just stuff around in that nature. I mean, it was a little, it was a little bit meaner than, than those words. But, uh, oh. but yeah, but it was just, I was just blurring out everything.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chum Chat. It's your boy, Johan Gomez, alongside my co-host Tanner Tessman. And today we have a very special guest. We already announced it. Our boy, USMNT star, Kellen Acosta. Thank you so much for coming on, my boy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Of course, of course. And as you guys always know, if you like and enjoy the content, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Before anything, I was telling Tan, we just want to start it off right. So I have a story from the academy, and I don't know what I was. I think Tanner was already there, so we must have been U16 around there. Obviously, I had joined since, like, U12, 10 since, like, U15. So you were always, like, the guy there. Um, so there was a story, and I don't know how much you remember of this, but apparently you were complaining to, I don't know if it was Jesse or who, but you were complaining how the academy players nowadays felt too comfortable going into the pro section of the locker room. To get like a hot tub <laughs> in or like advocates yeah. and stuff like that. And you were like, yeah, back in the day, if we had done that, like, nah, we would have gotten like killed. I don't know if you remember any of that.
1: Nah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. Cause I, I remember because I was like, I'm walking in to, to get some treatment and it was just flooded with academy kids. And I knew like back in the day, we weren't even allowed to be in the hallway. Like, we had to ask permission to go to the hallway to go to the coach's office. and. Nowadays, uh, the Cadman kids are just like walking in, grabbing Gatorades or Advocate or whatever the drink was. And no, all this is like, "What's going on, man? Like this, this is wild." But times have changed, right? So, no, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah I funny. don't know.
0: How, I don't know how it is now with Tan. <laughs> I don't know how it is now with Tan. If they got strict on it again or what? No, Tan was walking in like nothing happened, man. He had <laughs> his shirt off. He was. was
2: no, <laughs> nah, never, man. I I was scared to go back there because of this reason. Because I was always scared to like see. Like Oscar or whoever, like in the back, and I'm just like chilling with the pros, like now where I belong. So yeah. I used to be scared, but now when I was there, it was different because we had North Texas. So, like, oh, okay, it would be like the academy, but they had an excuse because, like, they're like, oh, I'm with North Texas, but it's like, you're really not. But
1: yeah, what well, like when I was talking about that, North Texas wasn't a thing yet. So just like, yeah, like you know, you 12 you 13 just walking in there, just like going yeah. in the place. <laughs> yeah, it, it shouldn't be point. like that for sure. <laughs>
0: That's crazy, though. No, that's funny. Let me let me ask you, though. I mean, do you have any stories about the academy with Oscar or Lucci? I mean, I know he was there for a while.
1: Oscar or Lucci? Uh, I mean, more so Oscar because he was my coach for, for a number of years. But, I mean, like, like Tanner said, like, he was a little intimidated. I was intimidated with Oscar. Uh, I knew – I guess this one story was – I don't want to name too many names, but – uh, one guy, he had he had long hair. We we're playing a game, we end up losing, and so he'd always like swooping into the side, swooping to the side. And Oscar literally killed him at halftime, talking about he's a pretty boy, he doesn't want to play all this. And that said, guy actually came the next day, had his head shaved. Like Oscar killed him that bad that he ended up shaving his hair. But I mean, there's a number of stories. I mean, he he was a very passionate person. I, I mean, I mean, uh, there's one we lost. I forget what game it was? I think it was it was a concap Champions League uh, semifinal against Pachuca we ended up losing in the dying seconds, like a crap goal to Chuki Lozano. I remember that I remember Oscar Lilly broke everything in the locker room. <laughs> he threw everything yeah. everywhere. it was it was I mean, I was so scared, honestly, but <laughs> I mean, it just shows that he's just super passionate. he I mean, he wants to win. And it was just contagious for all of us. So when he felt that, it was just one of those things where I was like, I'd rather stay on the field than go in the locker room because I knew it was going to be a straight this shit show, really.
0: We want to take a quick break from the video to shout out our sponsor, BET Online. They continue to be the number one site for all your betting needs. Don't forget the NBA playoffs are going on right now. Who do y'all have winning the NBA Finals? I got my hometown Mavs and Luca going all the way. But uh, on a serious note, make sure to go to your mobile desktop Check out betonline.com and use the code believe for fifty percent off your welcome bonus. That's B L E A V for fifty percent off. Did you know Lucci when you were in the academy or no?
1: Yeah, Lucci was my uh, coach for a year, but Lucci was more reserved. I didn't have any like crazy stories with him. Um, so he was more he was more chill than some of the other coaches, than like Ozema or or Oscar. Oh yeah did you get Molina for sure did you get Molina Molina yeah Molina as well too a little bit um he wasn't like my direct coach but uh he was like assistant coach for like the UA teams at a point so I mean you know Molina he (laughs) he he could be a lot too so I mean all of them like I said they're all just passionate is it weird now
2: that 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 Lucci's like with the national team because like now when I see Lucci with the national team it's it's like weird to me, but I know he's like with before like with the seventeens and but I see as him like I had him as my head coach and in the academy for like three years. Yeah. So it's like now seeing him with the National Team is so weird to me.
1: Yeah, in a way, it's like you know, having that crossover. I'm like, damn, I just I just seen you and now you're <laughs> um you were my coach back in the day and now you're here and now it's like a different dynamic, but it's always good yeah. to have a familiar face. It's like the same thing with Oscar. Oscar was my academy coach. And then uh, he left and then came back and became the first team coach and I had him again. I'm like, oh, geez, here we go again. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you just never know, honestly. So you don't want to burn too many bridges.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. But um, going back to kind of what we were talking about, about the House Academy, I mean, all of us went through it. Uh, Me and Sam at the same time, you a little bit before. I know we definitely looked up to you back then. I think you were already pro by the time we were there, but um, what do you think contributes to the fact that so many successful players come out of there. I know, obviously you talked about it a little bit in who's the next one video. I don't know if you remember that video um, on YouTube, but you know, what What would be your answer now?
1: Oh, I mean, it's just tough to say. I think it's just like the water in Texas, man. We're just grooming <laughs> some some good players. No, I mean, I just think that just like the competitive nature, just each and every day and just being able to, you know, have academy players train with the first team day in, day out, just being ready to make the jump. So when you transition to the first team it's just seamless because you've been doing it for for days weeks months on end so I think that's a contributing factor and then just the quality in the academy and just the players individually just really passionate really um, competitive really just wanting to take that next step and the eagerness for that has helped kind of pave the way and then you know guys in the first team, you know, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, Victor, Brian Leva, Moises Hernandez, Ruben Luna, guys I looked up to when I aspired to be. So having that role model really helped like push me and drive me to get into the first team. And that's kind of how, you know, the academy is shaped. You're always looking at the the player ahead of you and you're trying to, you know, end up beating them. And I think having that competitive edge has, you know, pushes along further and gotten a lot of uh, great academy talent and, and pros.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think now, though, it's it's tough because FC Dallas kind of started, uh, you know, with the residency and they were kind of advanced in the early academy days. But now everybody's caught up. So I don't know if we still stand like like now if in the academy, like I don't know many players and obviously y'all don't either. But I don't know if we're if we're at that same level now. Like I don't know if we got that talent like we I mean, think about the guys that come out like Kellen yeah. Weston, like big names. I just don't think we're there right now, but it's good because that means the rest of the the U.S. is caught up, you know. So
1: yeah, I it's mean, important, kind of even the even the playing field a little bit. Um, but I think I mean the thing is important. Like it's for me, I just looking back, like what you guys did in the academy, and, like the different tournaments you guys were able to do, and you know have like the the GA Cup playing against like the Real Madrids and and then Dallas Cup traveling around the world playing against the top teams. I mean, for me, that's kind of like changed the whole academy system because for me like we we're going down to you know houston austin and beating teams like five zero six zero and you know and for us it, i mean obviously i mean not to discredit those teams but it wasn't you know how it is now i think i mean that's a credit just to the whole academy system credits all the players i mean everything involved so i think it's really just grown a lot um and I think that's—I mean—that's contributing you know, as well to, to to like the the whole academy and our academy and and everything and having everyone you know really break through like the guys like Pepe, Jesus, um, you guys as well, Weston. I mean, there's so many guys. I mean, there's a whole list <laughs> that you can yeah. name, but I think it's uh, no, it's been it's been great. I mean, hopefully, you know, in the coming years, there'll be some some more of us coming through.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that was a good shout. To be fair, though, I think Tan and I can attest, even in our age group, I mean, we were beating teams like five six zero. Also, yeah, but that was the critique yeah. that uh, when we would face like in Dallas when we faced Villarreal, for example, or these GA Cup teams, or even these Mexican teams that we seem to struggle with a lot. Um, it was tougher, you know, like it was like kind of like a little bit of okay, you're not playing, you know, Dallas Texans anymore. You know, it's like a real a real team. Um, yeah. I might have to take that out because that sounded kind of bad, but uh, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> nah, you know what I mean.
1: Genuine, though. I mean, it, uh, yeah, you, you play in these lesser teams and, I mean, it's not, you're not benefiting from beating teams 8-0 and moving on, you know, you you need the the competitive games where it's tight 1-0, 2-0, you know, you where you got to battle. I mean, we're scoring, you know, three goals, four goals before halftime. I mean, that's that doesn't do you any good, right? That doesn't help, you know, develop you anymore. So it's just like another game, really. Like, oh, let's just get through this and... To see what we got for the rest of the weekend type deal so
0: but yeah but like yeah. I
1: said having these having these tournaments definitely definitely helps it's huge
0: yeah yeah but let me ask you this though I, there was a there was a phrase on me and Tan. we're in the academy I don't know if it existed when you were there or if you agree but they would always say that winning is a part of developing um, you know even if we were winning by a lot or whatever it is like they would say no matter what you know winning some people don't think that is true but winning here is a part of developing I don't know if you agree with that
1: yeah, I mean, it's like a fine line, right? I mean, obviously, we we compete each and every day to win and have that competitive nature really has driven us to be where we're at and be successful. Um, so, I mean, I think in terms of people, like, don't agree with it because they're like, when you lose, you learn, right? But, I mean, it goes both ways. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm involved in, I want to win. And sometimes it's our our phrase that we always had, uh, with Busca La Forma in the academy, which means find the way. And usually find the way means find the way to win, <laughs> find the way to prevail, find the way to to get over whatever obstacle is in your path. And for us, it's like when we're competing in trainings, it's find the way to win, whether it's being able to adapt to to other people's tactics, adapt to the game, but find the way to 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 get that win. So I guess it goes hand in hand for me winning is a mentality where it's contagious and that's something that's always driven me. And, and that's something that I've always wanted to experience. I hate losing. So I think losing is kind of out of the question. Yeah.
2: I think it's definitely taking you a long way, but, uh, I kind of want to talk about your, uh, your, your transfers in the MLS. How, how have you, (laughs) what would you describe them
1: as if you could? My transfers, like you're talking about my trades. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about like me specifically, yeah, like how you felt in both of them as a player. I mean, as a player, I just felt I'm trying to find the word for it uh, disappointed, uh, kind of annoyed, uh, angry in a sense, um, and then. I, I think I had like those, those kind of thoughts at first, but realizing that you know, each opportunity that, that, uh, that presented itself, I mean, it kind of helps me realign my focus. So, I mean, I think those words are kind of negative, but then at the same time, when I had a better outlook, it's like, um, it helped me have better reflection and have me you know, have a better sense of positivity um, a, a sense of eagerness, you know, to, to tackle the next journey and to, to move forward. Obviously, you know, being in Dallas, I, I, I didn't think I was going to get traded. I didn't think, you know, then going to Colorado, I mean, there's the same thing. Didn't think I was going to get traded. I mean, for me, I've always, you know, announced that I wanted to be in Europe, but obviously, you know, it, it's a business in this league and things happen and things move forward. And, For me, I can't just dwell on what happened, but it's more so just trying to just make the most of every opportunity. And that's kind of just how it's led me down this path. And now I'm here at LAFC and, you know, I'm
0: enjoying life, we're doing well Um, and I'm moving on forward. I like that. I'm going to be a little bit more direct than Sam though. And you don't have to answer (laughs) if you don't (laughs) want to. Um, A fan asked though, what was the real reason that you left Dallas?
1: was a real reason. reason the the real reason, Dallas. yeah. Because they didn't want to sell me. It's a real reason. And was they, it like a dispute? It, not necessarily a dispute, but it was like, I, I've dealt with this kind of my whole career where um I've been overvalued. And so, I mean, like, so when I was coming through the Academy, I mean, I, I feel not to disrespect anyone that's gotten sold. I mean, I've had great years. I've been, you know, two-time MLS all-star, national team player, this, scoring goals, all this. But, you know, back in the day when I was playing, there wasn't so many guys in Europe. So having that jump in Europe was a lot, a lot more challenging than it is now. And so when you put a certain price point on myself, it doesn't make sense because teams aren't paying for that because they didn't believe in the league just yet the league has uh, taking a huge turn now where teams are really looking into trying to get young talent, but it wasn't the same for me. And so I was kind of in that weird mix where, you know, I'm worth a lot, but, but they want a certain price point to make it make sense for them, but it wasn't realistic for other teams. And so I was just kind of just sped up. I was like, well, if you don't want to sell me, um, I was also dealing with injuries. I was coming back and I wasn't really playing as well. I was like, well, I, I don't want to be here. I want to, I want to move on. I want to get a new environment, a new challenge to help me make that step. But I felt like for me that I, I talked to to the Hunts and Oscar at the time that it was, I use the word kind of stale, which was Oscar was my academy coach. You know, Hazema was my academy coach. And like the whole system like was great, but I had those coaches for 10 years. I was like, I need something different to help further my development. I need a new challenge. And if this wasn't the place where I could make that jump, then I need to, you know, transition to somewhere else. And I mean, that whole situation with Dallas was kind of crazy Mm -hmm. because um, I literally played a game. I remember I played a game in Houston on a Saturday. And then that's the next day, Sunday was my birthday. And so I stayed the day in Houston, and um, and so, like I'm hanging out with my friends and my family, and then I actually found out I got traded on social media like it it actually leaked before I even knew. And so I had to come back, I had to drive right back to Dallas to then get all my stuff, and then I was on the first flight on uh, that Monday to to go to Colorado, and then I was a Colorado player. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's and it's kind of similar. Um, uh, from Colorado to LAFC as well, where I'm I'm in national team camp. I get a phone call. It's like, yep. It's crazy how things work out, but it's a business in a standpoint. But I mean, everything happens for a reason, and I mean, I, I don't regret any decisions that I've made or any things that I said. Um, I'm happy to be in LA. It's been great so far. But I mean, I've always expressed I want to be in Europe, and it's always been a dream of mine. And hopefully like you guys. I know you guys are over there in Europe, but hopefully um, I can follow suit one day, but we'll see. So, so got a, got a year here um, and uh, yeah, move forward and we'll see what, see what happens at the end of the year.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's never too late, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the big question that, that people have with, with you and the national team. Cause I feel, I feel like a lot of players, like you look at everybody in the national team like for example, you have Pulisic, you have Des. They play for Barcelona and also the men's national team. You have Christian who plays for Chelsea and also the men's national team. But with you, it's always the men's national team and then you play for LFC or it's then the men's national team and then you play with Colorado. So I think all the fans, like, bro, you've been with the team for so long. You played with the most qualifying games uh, in the team as as well as two others. But I mean, how is the jump not there for you? Like how are teams like
1: Yeah, well, I kinda that's that's kind of where where like it was challenging, um, especially because the the clauses that I had from Dallas to Colorado were like if I were to get sold from Colorado, they had to split the fees with Dallas. And so it didn't make sense financially for Colorado to do so. And so for me, yeah, it's, it's in in that sense where I've kind of in this weird gray zone where I mean, I feel like I feel like I have the qualities and the capabilities of playing Europe, but the problem is financially, it has to make sense for all parties right and so that's kind of the, the the biggest thing that's been happening for me where obviously you see guys like Pepe going for 20 million and and you go see so-and-so going for x amount of dollars they're like okay you try to base me off of those numbers but it's not realistic given you know everything else Pepe's also you know some meters younger than me um you know, and also, like, it's it's all kind of a, I don't want to say it's like an equation, but if I make X amount of dollars, then my contracts were this much, so I should be valued at this much, but so-and-so got sold for this much, so I should be in between that. So it's like, it's all very complicated. That's kind of, you know, I've been in this weird mix where, you know, uh, I'm almost worth more to, to, to trade than to sell, because when you, because I don't know, a lot of people know when you get sold the money necessarily it goes to the team but it goes to ownership first and ownership decides what they wanted to do to it but when you get traded um the money goes to the team and the the money goes to the actual team and then they can use that for for uh for other contracts and such so that's why i mean being because i'm worth a lot in market so i think a lot of you know it's easier for me to to get traded in the league and that's kind of just what's happened the last two times that's uh um that's happened to me
2: do you get a when it comes to that do you get a say like like when you got a call at camp was it like where am I going or did you know like LA did you know Colorado or, or you had no idea
1: no, no idea that's and that's part of that's part of getting traded you like, cause the, you don't have free agency in the league, so you don't you don't know where you're going. So, like when like when I went to when I got from FC Dallas to Colorado, I didn't know. I just saw it online, and then I was on the next flight. I mean, I, and from Colorado to LFC, I didn't know until I got the call. And so you don't you don't necessarily get to decide on where you go. But for me, it's like I said, just a mentality standpoint. Like this is what it is. And I'm gonna make the most of it. And I mean, for me, thankfully, I'm you know in the best team in the MLS. We're you know best fan base, organization. I mean, everything is top tier. and I've, I mean, everyone's been so welcoming. and I've been enjoying every every second of it. But um, so for me, my focus is to just to win trophies here. And um, no, it's been it's been great. I mean, I've been I've been loving it. So I mean, LA is not a bad city to live in. So I've been. It's been uh, it's been a, it's been a change, but it's been a, it's been a good change. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the cities you went to are good. I mean, you've only yeah, won I mean, trophies with lucky. Dallas, though, right? I won. Uh, I mean, I won a Western Conference with Colorado, so I guess Last year, it, huh? that's considered uh-huh. a trophy. And then hopefully win some trophies here in LA. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, That's- now that
0: I think about it, though, you've been you've been a pretty winning player, though. I mean, Colorado, let's not lie, like, before you got there, I mean, they were kind of looked upon as, like, a poverty franchise, and now, like, they're pretty well set up under their new current head coach, right?
1: Yeah, Robin. Robin's done a great job of just, like, transforming the team, and the team has really just bought into it, and we're able to make the most of each and every opportunity, and we had a really positive year, despite, like, losing, you know, um, against Portland. I mean, I thought that we had a team that could really – Really push to to win, and obviously, I mean that's that's football. Stuff like that happens, and you know, and then you know after that, I get traded LA. Now it's a it's a new challenge, but you know, for me, same goal, same ambitions. I want to win. Like I said, find the way, busca la forma, find the way to win, and uh, Uh, and that's just what I've been doing my whole life, really. Outside
2: of football, though, you got Dallas which Frisco, you got Colorado <laughs> and then you got LA and you've, you know, you spent time in, 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 Frisco or Dallas more, but, uh, which so far in your experiences have been like the best
1: city to live in out, outside of football, outside of football. Uh, I mean, I would say Dallas, if I actually lived closer to downtown, I feel like I would, if I would have really, you know, explored uh, the Dallas area more so not just being like Plano and Frisco. Yeah. Um, but me, I mean, I've done, in the short span that I've been here, I think LA has been the best. I mean, I, I moved here during Super Bowl week. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I live see, in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, I live in Hollywood now. Hollywood is dope. I mean, um, I mean, I can go shopping, come into fashion. I mean, there's every restaurant. I took my son to Disneyland a couple weeks ago um i mean yeah, there's quality. there's so much to do so many people to meet i mean i see celebrities walking down the streets all the time it's just just normal it's kind of crazy <laughs> they see they see you like walking down the street all the time that's what you meant to say. i know they're asking they're about to ask me <laughs> for autographs right? <laughs> hey we had
2: a we had eric palmer brown on like two episodes ago and they yeah. were playing psg like in the in the next coming weeks and yeah. he was like i don't know if we win maybe mbappe and neymar are asking for my jersey and we clipped it, <laughs> it is so funny, but, uh, famous.
1: Hey, you're, you're,
2: you're famous now though. Like for sure in LA, like you get recognized a lot famous. in LA or no? I
1: wouldn't say I'm famous, but I mean, some people saw me here and they're more so than Dallas or Colorado. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. For like, ain't nobody about- know you in Colorado. I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, yeah, That's hilarious. But let's talk about, like you said, the opportunities outside the field obviously you're super into fashion i mean i mean if anthony can flash up some of his outfits that's class but um i saw you just got a gq interview like the top 10 uh the things i can't live without right yeah 10 essentials yeah what's up gq
1: i'm calen acosta and these are my essentials
0: all right let's not lie like if you're in colorado or dallas you're not getting that opportunity right so obviously i don't know yeah just being but, in his
1: mar- i mean that was during super bowl that's when, that's when I aired it. I mean, there's a lot of right
0: when I got here, it was just a lot of opportunities for me and
1: I just kind of just made the most of it. GQ being one of them, like this is GQ. I mean, this is something hey. that people just dream of doing. And hey, 10 essentials is
2: that's a big time, huh?
1: The Ten Essentials. Yeah, I was it was actually crazy. I was hyped for it. I was like, damn, like they really considered me to do this. Like I'm all about it. And so, and then yeah, we got some things cooking up. So just stay tuned for some more stuff with GQ. So Okay, okay i like that okay little people
2: <laughs> but hey with the 10 essentials though like what are those like your 10 essentials because some people my be saying essentials? stuff
1: and i'm no, like there's like, no that's way like, that's no that's legit to me i mean like I candles my... though yeah okay
0: can- i mean i got one right here were you stressed about it were you stressed Joe about Malone? it like were you like, were you, like thinking okay. about it like oh what are my 10 essentials are you new straight off rip yeah no
1: i mean at the same time it's like People are gonna be like, "Oh, my phone! Oh, you know, yeah. my iPad." I mean, it's it's actually like I wanted things that were like specialized to me, and things that people don't really know about. Like, I like if you come into my house, I have candles in every room, and I mean, I have my um, uh, I I eat peach rings. I love petrains. Like a lot of people don't know that. I mean, a speaker because I love music. So whenever you're traveling, I have a speaker. Um, I got my toiletry bag. Um, I usually have a watch. I'm not wearing it right now, but I have a watch on me. I mean, everything. I mean, that's it's actually like it's legit. Like that's me. That's I mean, it's I mean, it's nothing's fake about it. That's just that's what makes me me, really. So,
2: yeah. No, it's dope. Are you are you a big watch guy though,
1: or no? Yeah, big watch guy. It's like, What's it's the an collection saying? Habit. Uh right now I probably have like eight watches. Nice okay.
2: watches. Okay. okay um I'm yeah like, a rolex it's i didn't a i didn't know rolex about the, the watches Cartier. man yeah. i came to to italy man and you know <laughs> obviously you're know, like yeah when i want to get a rolex i want to get like a cool watch whatever and obviously it's you know it's in my sights but when i came here bro and the, these guys are like yeah i got like 15 rolexes and i'm like i'm like yeah it's right, an expensive habit, right.
1: but at the same time it holds yeah. value or even, even can make you money people buy flip watches like, like yeah, shoes, yeah. it's crazy it's crazy
2: Hey, we got he to get in these shoes, though. Oh, oh, yeah. bucio's crazy, man. This guy, <laughs> yo. Oh, man.
1: Buccio's
2: this guy is funny, crazy.
1: Man. He'll, he'll <laughs>
2: say, like, he'll be like, he'll be like, yo, so whenever I'm depressed, I just open up, you know, like, GOAT or I go on uh, Chrono24. And I just, I just click buy on something. He's like, I don't even know what it is. He's like, but yo, it makes me he feel He might better. need an
1: intervention. He needs an intervention. I mean, He sounds like <laughs> he's... he's he's depressed a little bit you need
2: to check up on him he's <laughs> no 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 yeah. <laughs> he is screaming for help for real for real but uh no we got to talk about these shoes though because obviously fashion we'll get into this but these shoes i heard you got a big collection
1: yeah yeah i probably i probably got at least a couple hundred or so
0: that's crazy okay. i saw that one video you did uh in colorado i don't know what channel it was i saw it a long time Soul ago Savvy probably Probably, but you were talking about like all these uh pairs that you have. It was crazy. It was insane. You got your some time? uh yeah. like like
2: gems, like these are like your your yeah. favorite. What's like the exclusive?
1: Three? Well, I mean, there's one shoe that I've never worn before. It's just chilling in a box. I have red Octobers. I they haven't touched ground, yeah. <laughs> are you breaking them out for a special it, occasion? Yeah. I don't even know what to do with them to be fair. Like, I'm like, should I wear them? Should I sell them? Should I let them just sit on some ice right now? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't even know there. I mean, if anything, those are my gyms and I have some Tom Sachs, uh, Mars yards that are, I mean, I actually wear them. I kind of beat them up a little bit, but in terms of gyms, probably the red Octobers are the, are the yeah. like the the top ones and everything else. I mean, Shoes are made to be worn, so I've just been wearing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I think, of course. Yeah. I
0: think recently Tyler Adams just shouted you out as uh, the best, along with Chris Richards, the best, having the best sneaker collection on the on the USMNT recently. Oh, man, I'm humbled. Oh, man. I mean, a <laughs> lot
1: of those guys. Now nah, I could always bring it. I'm like, all right, so if Cam's coming, I'm like, oh, I got to bring a couple of shoes. And I'm like, I-, I always bring something different. Usually like a nice little dunk to to match whatever fit we're having or – um you know I usually pull up in all black and I'll have something flashy on but that's shoes has always been my thing ever since I was little I mean I've said in, in interviews in the past where if I got a new pair of shoes I'm sleeping with them on um I'm, <laughs> I'm hugging them or whatever like I I love them so much that I've been like that since I was like five years old it's always been yeah. a passion of mine
2: that's beautiful no but we got to talk about this as well like you said you pick them out but I'm hearing some things about you having a stylist could you break that down
1: yeah, a stylist in and in a creative director, he's all in one. He's my brother, CJ Mitchell. So, I mean, let me, let me break it down for people, because people think that because you have a stylist, that means you can't dress, right? But for me, <laughs> fashion fashion is a sport. Let me put it metaphorically. All right, let's break it down. Right? So, fashion is a sport, right? And a stylist is your coach, and I'm the player, right? Okay. It's just like in soccer, right? I know how to play the game, but the coach helps better you. Right and put get you out of your comfort zone, teaches you new aspects of the game, little details to help you step up your game. But the same thing with the stylist. The stylist is the coach. So Steve, CJ is basically my coach and helps me step out my comfort zone and helps me, you know, push boundaries that I normally wouldn't do before. So that's that's kind of how I break it down for people that think that having a stylist means you don't know how to dress and all this. But I've I've always been in fashion. But CJ is really has upped upped my game a lot more and helped me in these little details that helps, you know, push boundaries, get me out of my comfort zone and and um, you know has helped me kind of pave the way into being uh, more fashionable, helping me getting you know GQs, different editorials, different opportunities. So yeah, I've been been cooking up some stuff and hopefully you know just you know just keep building and want to be you know on
0: a runway show <laughs> one day. That'd be kind of dope. That's no, love yeah. Problem. That's crazy. I'm, I'm looking like that at your outfits now. Yeah, that, yeah. an al- that analogy is sick. I'm looking at your outfits now though, and they're class. But let me ask you. So I see you in some futuristic type vibe, Some like, you know, suits. Different. What do you think looks best on you? What's your favorite kind of style to rock?
1: For me, like I kind of I think that that's the biggest thing that people people uh, don't understand where they the clothes wear them rather than they're wearing the clothes. So for me, like, I kind of base, like, my style off of my game, and I feel like I'm a versatile player, so I like the versatility of being able to go into streetwear to wearing suits to, you know, athleisure kind of a combination of them all. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing that I, I would say that, you know, that I look the best in, but it's I, I kind of like them all. It just depends on the occasion. I mean, I like a nice little suit depending on the occasion. I like you know a little bit of street wear. Um, I'm not necessarily into like huge designers like some some people are that are
0: like Gucci down to Dior. Down. I was I was just about to ask you, yeah. like how do you balance like designer clothes with like normal, like not as out there clothes?
1: Yeah. So I mean if you know like I'm more subtle with, with my stuff. I mean, a lot of people don't don't necessarily know what I'm more put together, not too flashy. That's kind of always been my thing. I don't, I don't like wearing loud things because that doesn't really complement like my personality. So I'm, I'm more so more subtle. I mean, I, I wear designer here and there, but it's nothing, nothing too crazy.
2: I think when people don't wear designer and look good, like in, in a bunch of your photos and stuff, it shows more that you can like dress because like when people buy like Louis Vuitton or whatever it is, it's like, I mean, you, yeah, you it's bought it cause, like, it's, it's Louis, you know?
1: Yeah, right. it's and, it's look, and it looks like it's just straight off a mannequin I'm like like I said like yeah. the clothes are wearing you you're not wearing the clothes and so yeah. that's I mean for me it's like what compliments me more so I'm not gonna be you know a Gucci tracks suit with like a Gucci bucket like that's uh, that's not yeah. that's not my style it's not my vibe so
0: is, is he any like any of your uh, national team teammates with that one or what <laughs> I did not say anything. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: it, <laughs> is he though?
1: And they feel like I'm attacking them. Then that—that's their own problem. I was—I didn't name any names.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Is he though? Is your style like? Is he just like sending you stuff? Are y'all having like talks about like, yeah, this looks good. This is what I saw like in the lookbook, or are you like? Is he like you're wearing this? Or how's it? How's it? How does it work? It's more
1: like, like a team. It's like we—we we both come together and we collaborate. We have a vision. It's like okay, let's say. Like, I, I did street wear, you know, last event. I was like, okay, maybe let's change it up. Like, let's, you know, wear a suit. And I look and see at my suits. I'm like, okay, I'm wearing this suit. How can we partner this to give this an extra detail of oomph? Like, whether it's, like, a pop of blue to the tie to the pocket square. I mean, we kind of just collaborate in a sense of, you know, we all have our, our, our own visions, and we all kind of – we just come together and, you know, how – Help like um, detail it and help, you know, give it that added dimension um, that makes it pop and stand out. I think it's so important it's more for so the collaboration.
2: Yeah, I think it's important for the fans to know that it's like to know how it works because I, I bet you do get a lot of things saying, like, ah, oh, he, he's got a size he can't dress, or people probably think, like, yeah, I don't know, every day, like you're, you're choosing what you wear every day, right? Like, it's not like he's, y'all are saying, like, all right, to I'm train. Like and
1: no nah, yeah, yeah. nah, nah, okay nah.
2: yeah because i people may think this and i don't want them to be like misconstrued with it you, like you know how to dress Like so you're a stylish guy and obviously it's not like an everyday thing like you just it's not he's not your mom laying out your clothes no so, <laughs> nah, yeah nah,
1: not like that
0: well yeah l- i like the analogy you. you put though that that yeah. clicked for me let me ask you this i don't know if this is true i don't know where i heard this but did cole start using your stylist or he started using a stylist I don't know if that's true. Yeah, he did.
1: He did. Uh, he used CJ for a little bit, but then I think he, he stopped using him for whatever reason. But uh, Cole, Cole's been up in, up in his game a little bit. I've been I've been peeping a little bit. He's been more put together. He's not on his, like, uh little boy swag. He's more, of, you know, grown up. Little boy Yeah, I mean, you know little boys. I'm talking about, like, you know, picnic, Abercrombie, flannel with some jeans and like some Sperry's type deal but he's like on his you know more you know sophisticated grown man business so he's 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 really done his thing so shout out to anybody
2: Cole. anybody out there wearing Abercrombie like don't take it to heart like Kellen he's, this a, is a, he's,
0: professional. Professional. Nah, he's a professional, he's y'all, a y'all professional seen
1: Abercrombie you know? is really changed. they're stepping Today, it up aren't they're, they they're, they're actually legit I was talking about more of like the you know, you remember like back in high school, we were wearing like the like the, Hollister. the, like the plaid, the Hollister, yeah. like that kind of vibe, like that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what. what I do by. you? No. no. <laughs> Second. Now, where do you find a stylist, though? Well, I actually got introduced to him by one of my friends or ex-teammates. We played on the national team together, and he knew CJ because he went to some fashion show, and so he introduced me to him, and then. um yeah. Then I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see what he's talking about. Talk to CJ. And then now, I mean, he's became like a brother to me. I mean, he comes to my house for weeks on end and we just hang out and kick it more than it went from being like a business to, you know, actually, you know, it's like part of the family type deal. So it's uh, no, it's been good. So it's not like, you know, super formal. Like it's, it's relaxed. I talk to him probably every single day. i not even nice. just about fashion, it's about life and stuff. So it's been cool.
0: That's dope. That's dope having someone like that in your corner. Um, but I want to transition to the national team now. We've been putting it off for a little bit. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start with a little bit of a serious question. Um, and this is a little bit of a personal story. So I think when Greg first joined, I don't know if you remember this, you you got called in the camp. And I don't know where I read this, and I'm paraphrasing, so nobody crucify me if I'm saying this wrong, but I swear <laughs> I read this article. And I don't know if you didn't perform well in camp or whatever, but all of a sudden I'm reading like Greg supposedly saying like, oh, not that he'll never get called back again, but, you know, he's going to have to fight or something like that. He's going to have to show like what he's capable of. And this, it took me aback because I was like, you know, you were you and you were having a good moment and stuff like that. And so all of a sudden you, maybe you go a little bit without getting called up and now boom, a blink of an eye, like you're almost irreplaceable on that team. But how do you deal with originally – I don't know if you saw that back then when he first joined or if you knew anything about that. How do you fight through that, and how did that make you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was gutted, really, because in that camp, it was his first camp um, as head coach, and I get called into JAN camp. So I'm like, I'm eager. I'm ready to, you know, try to stand out, ready to make my mark and impress him, and it didn't it didn't go well. I actually got sent home that camp like a week or two in, I was like one of three guys that left camp early and it was super disappointed. Honestly, like it, it killed me because in my head I'm like, you get this whole sense of doubt. Like, am I good enough? You know, am I ready for this? Like what's going on? Am I, you know, I'm like, why? Like I kind of played the victim card effort. Like why me? Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Oh, he has his favorites. Oh, you know, it's easy to kind of go down that rabbit hole, but it was just, it's one of those things where, I mean, thankfully, I have, you know, a great supporting um, support system that really kind of snapped me out of it. Like, yeah, this happened. Now, what am I going to do with it? So shout out to to Clint Gady and, and Aaron Bird, who really like helped me change my mindset of just like, yeah, you're just going to have to just put your head down, buckle down and just work hard and so for me it was like those those guys have really helped me kind of flip a switch because it was easy to kind of just put the blame on others at that point um and easy to just go in the sense of doubt where um you know and go down this rabbit hole of just not playing well and this that and blaming others so I really just just continued working and just hope hope just hoping and waiting for for my moment to 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 come and the next time I got my moment, which is to make the most of it, and it happened. I think a year or two later, two years later, and been in the team ever since. And I I, I knew the feeling how it was to be on the outside looking in, and I don't want to feel like that again. So, you know, I've been working hard each and every day to, to not have that feeling again. And it's been it's been uh it's been working out. So I'm just hoping to continue on that path. Really, that's dope.
0: It's dope that you've taken also like a role of leadership within the group. Obviously now you were, like you said, you were on outside looking in. And my brother personally actually wanted me to just thank you because he said when he went into camp in December, he was a little bit, you know, tentative. And, and I think when he first linked up with you, he was, he thought you would be a little bit more like full of yourself almost. And, um, and he said that you like, you welcomed him and like spoke to him like just another guy. So, um, he wanted to thank you for that. But, um, yeah, talking about the USMNT, someone asked us and we already talked to you about it, but who runs the group chat? Like, who's the leader of that stuff, dinner reservation and stuff like that? Who who handles that?
1: Uh, it kind of just depends because usually, I mean, when it's like qualifiers and stuff, uh, we're not really allowed out too much because we're kind of in our bubble. So, like, yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends. So, like, there's certain guys that hang out with certain guys you feel more comfortable with, you know, longer. Um... And then they're like, I guess it kind of depends, really. Uh, I mean, DeAndre's in there a little bit doing his thing. Aaron Long, Walker, um, kind of the older, kind of the vets, kind of take over. And then some guys just send just like banter. There's some funny stuff, like Tim Weah. He's he's a clown, <laughs> so he sends like some some random stuff. Um, I don't I don't necessarily know if there's like a certain person that has really taken over. Maybe Tyler. Um, but yeah, I think it just depends. I mean, you kind of just stick with your kind of, you have your, your guys are close with and kind of just have
0: your own inner group chat from there. And then you, uh, do your own thing with them. Let me take it back a little bit. What do you think of Tim Weiss, uh, fashion? What I think about it? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think he dresses as well. He does his thing. He puts together some fits. I think people uh he's a little bit flashier than most but I think it suits him it suits his personality uh I think it's a good style he's he's doing his thing out there
2: you said uh fashion is a sport is there a little bit of competitiveness there like seeing who dresses better
1: uh yes and no I guess because I think fashion is is defined by your own self. I mean, you can think you can wear whatever, whatever and think you're fashionable and you can, and I can wear whatever. And certain people will be like, nah, it's ugly. So I think it's kind of defined on what you think is fashionable. So, yeah. but for me, I'm the most fashionable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's where it all starts the the confidence. Like you said, yeah, you gotta the, wear the clothes. I mean, yeah,
1: you gotta wear the clothes. You gotta wear the clothes. Hey, but we
2: all gotta right. talk about Europe again. We gotta talk about this, man. When are we, like okay? So I wanted to ask you when we we're talking about the transfers and stuff. But is there like a like you said Europe going to Europe is your is your is in your dreams? Like it's one of your goals. But is there like a certain country or team that's like I gotta go here?
1: Um, I mean for me, uh, I mean I've always wanted to play in England. I mean I watch the Premier League week in and week out. I watch as many games as I can, and that's always been a dream of mine. Just in terms of transitioning from being in the states to 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 England where you know speaking the same language, similar culture, um everything about it. I mean that's you know, always been a dream of mine that that was a that was a, a league that I or even the championship that I envisioned myself playing in, but I'm um, I'm not opposed to any other leagues really, but um yeah, I think England was you know the spot that I, I really wanted to be in. or still want to be, nothing's changed. But you say opposed, like,
0: yeah, You go ahead, John. It was their interest, yeah. Yeah. Can you name any any names? Or do you know any names? Of teams? Yeah, I
1: know of all the teams that put in bids for me, but I don't want to, you know, talk about it too much. I've already went down a whole rabbit hole of saying all this. I don't want to open up too much because it asks more questions and stuff, and it's just a mess.
2: (laughs) Any current though?
1: Right now. I mean, not right now, but before I I, I could have left this past winter to to the championship. But obviously it fell through. And that whole thing was kind of crazy. I don't want to speak on it too much, but basically I got traded before, right before, I think a day before, hours before the offer came in for me to leave, supposedly. So that's why. But um, that's why, I mean, I kind of voiced my frustration. Um, a little bit, because for me, I'm a very very respectful person. Like I said, I I put my head down I work. I don't say anything. I'm super respectful. Um, I care about my teammates. I care about, you know, everyone around me in my community. So for me to say something, you know, should be saying enough. Um, but like I said, I mean, everything happens for a reason and I'm in a, I'm in a great environment and I'm happy, happy to be here in LA and not just on the field, things have been very positive, but off the field too. I was able to do GQ and a number of other things. So um, it's just another step of my career,
0: but I'm enjoying every second of it. All right. Let me ask you this actually, because this is an important question. So, <laughs> <laughs> so t- Taylor's talking about Europe and yeah, obviously you want to go to Europe. And I asked this question last week to Julian at Alho. It's almost the same thing. You're super consistent in the national team you know knock on wood you stay healthy you're most likely going to the world cup um you know you're living your dream life a lot of people's dream life you're in la you're the face of the franchise basically as soon as you got there your son seems happy you seem extremely happy you know doing gq all this stuff you know let's be honest you're making a good amount of money you know what even makes you want to still go to europe when you have everything that you could want here or where you're at
1: So for me, like, it it goes back to before I even signed pro, right? You know, I could have gone to college, but I was like, this is what I want to do. My dream was to always be a professional athlete. I was able to achieve that. And then my next dream was, okay, I'm a professional athlete here in the MLS. My next dream is I want to somehow play in Europe. Okay, I wasn't able to achieve that, but I was like, okay, if I can't play in Europe, I want to be on the national team, and I want to do whatever I can to play on the national team, because I was doing youth teams, but I want to be on the senior team representing my country, and I want to play in a World Cup, and so for me, I'm an ambitious person, and for me, I set aside goals, and I want to achieve them, one being playing a World Cup, playing in Europe, and it's not even necessarily about the money. It's about a dream of mine that I've had since a little kid that I want to achieve and so that's always been a passion of mine, and and so, excuse me, um, and yeah, I mean, I have opportunity to, to play in a World Cup this year, uh, and hopefully I can achieve that, but like I said before, I've always wanted to play in Europe, and that's something that I want to cross off my list, and, and um, I'm still hoping to achieve that. It's not even about just just being a professional athlete and being in my environment, I I like being somewhere where I'm uncomfortable because being uncomfortable promotes growth. And so for me, that's the whole point. You can't just be content with where you're at because you'll be stagnant. I want to be somewhere that's gonna keep pushing me and keep elevating me. And so I know that you know, being in an environment that I'm in now, you know, I have more more pressures. I'm in you know with a fan base that you know has high expectations myself and the team. And so that helps me grow in that sense. And, and for me as a professional athlete, you know, you want to take that next step, which is to play in Europe. And then Europe brings other challenges and stuff. So that's kind of just been my overall mentality and overall mindset where I just want to grow. I just want to, you know, push the boundaries and, and help pay the way and, and being that role model for, for everyone in my community, being a role model to my son, that, you know, if you aside, you set aside goals and dreams, you know, you got to do whatever you can to achieve that. And so that's what I've been doing. It's been, it's been a bumpy road, but uh, it, it's been my road, been my journey, but it's not, it's not done, it's not done yet. So I'm hoping to, you know, hopefully, you know, in the coming years, I can achieve that
0: one day. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about football though. Like everyone has their own path and you can still get to the same destination. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So I, I respect that a lot, but you spoke about your son. How much does he influence these kind of decisions?
1: Yeah, he's a big influence. I mean, obviously, you know, once you have a little one, it kind of changes your mindset because you're not just thinking about yourself, right? You're you're thinking about life for them and you want to set them up um, as much as possible. For me, I, I want to just be a person that, you know, he looks up to and is proud of. And I want to be a person that, you know, that's just given up, that that's a victim, that's, that plays the whole victim role, that, you know, um that stays stagnant. doesn't push myself I want to like I said I want to be that person that you know he wants to aspire to be and so the way that I know that I can do that because I can obviously support him financially but it's more so it's deeper than than money um so I, I want to be you know like I said someone that he aspires to be someone even if it's not in the soccer aspect but just in life in general and I think that that translates to, to, to everything that like I said, if you set aside a goal, big or small, you do whatever you can to achieve that. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to just show him, show him the way.
2: Yeah, right for there. sure, bro. And also this year, I mean, it's World Cup year. The World Cup. Anything I mean, can happen. This tournament. It's it could launch you to the biggest. stage.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anything could happen, really. But I mean, the the hardest part is is just getting there. I mean, the qualifiers were were brutal. I mean, I was in the last cycle that didn't qualify, and I mean, it hurt. It hurt, and I had to wait another, you know, four years for this moment. And I was able to be part of it, but now it's another six months to, you know, make the team. I mean, it's not just because I played in these games; doesn't mean I'm guaranteed to go to the World Cup. I got to perform week in and week out. So, yeah, it's a long road sure. ahead. Sitting long, you know, what six months now? So, gonna do everything in my power to be there. And, um, you know, it starts with each training, each day, each game. Uh, God just make the most of it. For sure. I think
2: you'll see that, uh, that chum chat blessing. I it, was about to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I
1: mean, you guys talked about it, so let's let's make it happen. Hey,
2: let's hey. just talk about Eric Palmer Brown. You obviously know Eric Palmer Brown. <laughs> My guy yeah. didn't post on Instagram for four or five, six years. He came on the podcast <laughs> He got inspired through the chump oh, chat and, and he he's active. He posted on the gram. Shout out Eric Palmer around. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. To be honest, that's So all I
1: tell you. He needs that 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 helping hand, and I think exactly. you guys were were that helping hand for him. So I'm glad he's he's back on back on the gram because we need some more EPB in our lives. That's
0: for sure. Exactly. This, this is <laughs> what I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying about you. I think the chump chat lesson will come in perfectly. You're talking about England, wanting to play in England. What better way to impress the England country than to play England and shut down Phil Foden, Declan Rice, Shaq Grealish? I mean, come on. Like, it's written in the stars literally for you. As soon as you do that, I think, I don't know, United needs a six slash eight. That's all I'm saying. You know, you never know. Yeah,
1: anything, anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. It's going to be a tough game nonetheless, but going to be ready regardless.
2: And we talk about these these qualifying games. And these games are crazy, right? I mean, playing away in certain countries, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. But the one thing that obviously great player, talented, but there's one thing that elevates you to a lot of the fans and a lot of the the people watching and the and the players as well in the field. And it's your way to just get in people's heads, like and waste <laughs> time and and manage it. How like when you're thinking about it. Like, is it actually something you plan out, like, on the PK versus Mexico? Or is, is it just natural to you? Or is it like you're thinking about how to how to help the
1: team there? Not, nah, it just kind of is in the moment, right? It's just sometimes like that, like, the, that was a big moment, especially the Mexico game is, you know, that, that could change the game completely, you know, if he scores a goal. So I'm like, whatever I can do to get in his head, to kind of put him off, to get him thinking, you know, whatever – you know, advantage we can get. I mean, I am willing to do so. I mean, it's not something I am like, you know, meditating before a game like I am going to do this, that, or the other. It's one of those things where it's just in the moment kind of happens, and I just happen to be in the thick of it, really. <laughs> and not that I I try to impose myself in that sense, but it's just you know, it, it just comes with the game, and it just kind of just happens. Yeah,
0: I think that part of it's the game is like yeah something we call like street smarts and I know you know a lot about it and I think that's what kind of like Tan said elevates you past maybe some of the younger guys who don't necessarily have that but not to discredit you at all but how much you think that came from you know growing up in that FC Dallas Academy with a lot of Hispanic kids you know who have that kind of like sense of the game yeah
1: yeah I mean in a sense yes yes and it's just one of those things where it is you know just being in academy, we're always just talking smack to each other. Whether you're making a PK or you're doing, like, a shooting drill, like, you're, like, always making, like, side bets. Like, oh, you suck. Like, I'm scoring more than you. Just having that competitive edge and advantage. And I've kind of just carried that throughout my years, whether it's in training, whether it's in games. Um, it's all in good fun, really. It's just it's just kind of part of it, and it's kind of just just driven me. And it's kind of something that I've always carried with me um, throughout the years.
0: Do you speak any Spanish? Did you talk to Guardado in Spanish or in English?
1: No, I talked to him in
0: English. Okay. I,
1: I, I mean, I, could, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but to really get my point across, I had to say it in English.
0: Yo, knew, imagine. I, he,
1: speaks, he speaks English. If I said it in Spanish, it would be even better. Yo, imagine what <laughs> you got to nail that down. Oh, you got to nail that down. Imagine, imagine. bro. Uh, Demon. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, that was just in the moment. I mean. Like I said, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just whatever I could say and think of on the spot is it just came out. Just so came what out. were you saying? What were you saying to him? I was just saying uh, like he was washed. He's was gonna miss it. Let his country down. He sucks. He's slow. You know, just stuff around in that nature. I mean, it was a little, it was a little bit meaner than, than those words, but uh, yeah. but yeah, but it was just I was just blurring out everything.
0: So let's <laughs> yeah. let's get to the bottom of this. Do you think he's washed? Do you actually think he's washed?
1: <laughs> I don't think he's washed. He just won a trophy with, with Betis the other day. I
0: mean,
1: he yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's not washed. I mean, he's a guy I have a lot of respect for. And don't get me wrong. It was just one of those things in the moment. I was just trying to just put him off of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's had a great career and he's continuing to do so, winning trophies and mm-hmm. such. But uh, yeah, it was just in the moment, even if it was freaking messy taking the PK, I would have found out something to say to him. It doesn't matter, Ronaldo it doesn't matter. I was gonna try to do whatever I can to put them off.
0: Well, let me let me ask you this so obviously, the rivalry between Mexico and US is a lot bigger than just what happened on the pitch. But as far as the players go, obviously, there's bad blood on the pitch, but is this something that just stays within the four lines? Obviously, after last game, you see Pulse just tapping up with you know, after y'all leave the pitch, is there still a little bit of bad blood or is it like, all right, we'll leave it on the pitch?
1: It's more so on the pitch. Obviously, you know, it's a sense of, you know, we're playing Mexico, we got to be up for it. Like, we don't like these guys. It's, you know, for bragging rights, you're playing for your country, but it's not necessarily like, you know, I play Mexico and then my teammates is Carlos Vela. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not carrying that, you know, towards in the game. It's just, it's part of the game. Um, it's a rivalry you're going to do whatever you can to
0: win the game but it's not necessarily any hatred towards them by any means we'll transition into we don't want to hold you off too long obviously you know you're a busy man uh, with GQ and all that but anyway uh, (laughs) you want to transition into our success question it's obviously we ask all of our guests everyone has their different answers so we want to ask you what's your definition of success and do you think you've achieved it yet
1: Oh man, I think success is kind of open ended. I think success is, is is specifically defined to yourself, right? My success is different than your success. So I think it's it's usually setting aside a goal, small or big, and achieving that. So for me, I I've been successful, but But to achieve the high success is to be in a World Cup and in in Europe. That's what I classify as success. But in terms of um, a little kid having big dreams and and being where I'm at now, I mean, in that sense, um, that's success. But for me being here, I mean, I want to achieve more. So I think to answer your question, success is, is something that's defined to you. Only you know what success is to you. And, you know, how you perceive it. It's not, not anyone putting boundaries on you or limits on you. It's how you see yourself. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how I view it, really.
0: So you think you're successful?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, you go from... Starting at five years old, dreaming of playing in a stadium under big lights with fans, I've done that. I've done that. Playing for the national team, I've done that. Playing against the best players in the world, I've done that. But for me, as as you get older and grow, you kind of switch your version of success in terms of what you want to achieve. And so I think it, it just evolves as you get older. Um, and so my next form of being successful, like I said, is to, to continue representing my country, win trophies with LAFC, play in Europe, play in the
0: World Cup. Wow. That's crazy. Left back. They're coming. A left back from Plano to, uh, or left back or right back from Plano to the six for the national team. That's crazy. Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just played
1: outside. I kind of just got thrown there. I've always been a midfielder my whole life, and then at a young age, I just kind of got, I got thrown at. I think right back. Then I played a little bit of left back, and then six. I played ten. Even in the academy, I played left forward under Lucci. Scored some goals. <laughs> I kind of hey, we got a over. we got a
2: very similar academy story, brother. I I was playing all the positions in the academy, bro.
1: Yeah, I, right, played I, center I back. playing at a 10 center back. Yeah. Cause you're like 10 feet tall, bro. Of course you are playing center back. But I've seen, I remember watching you playing all over, playing a little bit forward, 10, six winger. I mean, yeah, you know, you know the game, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Sooner or later I'll be stuck in, at a, like in center back or maybe even goalie, you never know, but, uh, <laughs> they love to push the tall guys back, you know? So, but not for I'm you where, where, where do you like up, to play? Man.
1: Uh as a
2: like a six or an eight, like with an house team in LFC.
1: I mean, I think for me it depends on formation. Like if we're like ideally growing up, I mean, we played like in a four, two, three, one. So I would play as a double pivot and I always had a 10 in front of me so I can play off of him. So I was like kind of like a, a mobile where I was able to kind of roam wherever. That's where I found my most success. But I mean, in terms of like I I'm kind of like in a weird position because I'm like in between a six and in between an eight. Like I'm in that that middle ground. Um with the national team, I mean, I enjoy either or. Um, I've had kind of my better games as a six for the national team. LFC I play as an eight and I enjoyed here also. So it's hard to say what I enjoy really more so could I I really enjoy both different roles, but um I'm able to adapt and you know play well with with either or
2: I think it's important uh like with you depending who's on the field because like if if you're playing as like the more attacking eight like if you're playing with a double eight I think you need to play six I I think but I mean if you keep scoring goals then I don't know but if you got like Vela in front of you or you got Pulisic then like you could play eight
1: different yeah different like I said based on the personnel the formation is is, is how I can maneuver around really Hey, but that's your first goal for L.A.? Yeah, first goal. took me long enough. <laughs> I, you know, I was it's because though. that chum chat blessed. I knew I was coming on the air. Bro, that's
0: the crazy thing. We announced that you were coming on, and you scored literally not even, like, a couple days later. That's what I'm saying. So, I, we might have to do this week-by-week week thing, you know, checking in the <laughs> type deal. <laughs> hey, you, well, you'll,
2: you'll see. This next week, you might have, like, a brace or hat trick, and you'll be like, yo, Dude,
1: we'll that be that actually
2: on be, the call. That'll
1: be blessed for real. <laughs>
2: And we need to get a little uh a little chump chat celebration though for the boys. If you score, and we'll just say they score in these next couple games. We need a little salute. So obviously the you're saluting for the yeah, Mizash team. Bro. Yeah, but yeah, a little salute. Just like that, you know. All right. With the camera, you know, it's easy it.
1: enough. That's able. Yeah, I, easy able And you we'll know easy it's chum
2: chat related, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we had we had Brandon before he scored yeah, the banger. I remember. Yeah, it's crazy, man. He, uh, what a,
1: what a strike, man. That was a chump chat blessing in full sight right there. <laughs> the banger. I mean, I mean, I'm like, Brandon, why are you even pulling up from there? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> what Yo, strike, I don't know what he was man. thinking, to be honest, bro. <laughs> what a strike. I couldn't believe it. He smacked it. He could always hit a ball, though, to be fair. No,
2: always. Yeah. He has always. a weird technique as well. Like, his foot, like, he, what he follows through with it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's it was so dipping weird. and swerving. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a strike.
2: Some confidence, though, pulling it from there for real. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, no, man. But I, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, I guess my only question left is, uh, who do you want to see next on Chump Chat?
1: Who don't want to see next on Chum Chat? You gotta get. A, you gotta get a real personality. You gotta get like you talking about national team wise. You gotta get like a Tim Weah. Who's a clown, maybe even a Wes, another clown? Someone hey, that You need to talk be... to Wes and then, bro.
2: Because we've <laughs> we reached out, obviously, to the Dallas connection as well. We got, I mean, I know a bunch of his friends and his agents, but it's always been a swerve, if you know what I mean. So, but we're getting, yeah, we're nah, up in I our mean, game. So,
1: yeah, we're, I'll, I'll yeah. see what I can do. Um, but yeah, you need to get someone that has real, you know, personality. I'll give you some crazy academy stories to, crazy stories in Europe to, you know, the whole nine yards. I mean, uh, I think one of them probably has some stories to tell that would be
0: some. We know uh, Weston has some crazy maybe. stories for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same to be surprised. I mean, there's, there's a few guys, maybe even like an Aaron Long, like low key, low key. That would be an, another good one that I think you should definitely explore. Maybe I can put
0: out a a good word for you guys yeah sounds good we appreciate like you we that. appreciate you for um obviously for making it so easy to work obviously the nine hour difference is brutal but uh we appreciate it yeah, no thank appreciate you guys
1: that. yeah i'm glad we can make it work out i know it's late you know you probably got training tomorrow i bet but i appreciate y'all for having me on the show and uh no it was
0: awesome Hopefully anything I'm you want to say
1: for my blessing
0: Yeah, anything right. you want to say before we do outro uh
1: in terms of what just
0: anything like any
1: shout out anything i don't know Shout out to my mom and my dad. No, I'm uh, <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Thank you guys. Nah, I'm, I'm, I just want to say, you know, I'm proud of you guys. You guys are doing your thing in Europe. Keep going. I know it's it's tough. It's difficult. But uh nah, keep keep uh paving the way for for young guys, even old guys like me, because it's inspiring. And like I said, keep going. Yeah, I know times have been tough. It's been hard to transition, but uh no, nah, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. But keep working hard. You guys got it.
0: We followed you, bro, it, bro, so thank you. I mean, you were our we're, role model. Hopefully, yeah. we can be that for the, for the younger kids, but no, thank you. Yeah, but, um, you guys got it. For sure, it. Whether bro. You,
1: whether you guys know about it or not, you guys are, so keep going.
0: For sure. Yeah, bro. But, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Chum Chat. Kellen, thank you for tuning in for us for, for like an hour. That was crazy. Uh, we <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it, Um, and, at, you know, like, share, and subscribe if you guys enjoy the content, and as we always say, go find your own success. Deuces.